Companion. This is episode 284. I am your host, Brian Williams. I am Adam Caesar. I'm Stephen Embry. And today we're discussing Star Trek Discovery's fourth season episodes, Choose to Live and All is Possible. Here we go. Choose to Live, Season 4, Episode 3, original release date, December 2nd, 2021, directed by Christopher J. Byrne, written by Terry Hughes Burton. Guest cast includes Odette Fair as Charles Vance, Ian Alexander as Gray Tall, Shella Horsdahl as Layla Rillick, Aisha Mansour Gonzalez as Javini, Tara Rosling as Tarina, Sonia Sohn as Gabriel Burnham, Emily Coots as Kayla Detmer, Ronnie Rowe Jr. as R.A. Bryce, David Benjamin Tomlinson as Linus, Khalil Abdul-Malik as Creedence First Officer, Andreas Apergy as Guardian Z, Mimi Kate as Kuat Malat Nun, Luca Dujeras as Lido, Akhe Hernandez as Kaim, and Giovanni Spina as Provost Stoklar. As the Federation mission prepares to deliver a shipment of Dalithium, Mask's assailants beam aboard in an effort to steal the precious cargo. The Starfleet officers resist, and one of the intruders utters the immortal words of the Co-op Milat. Please, my friend, choose to live. This does not deter the Federation officer who is killed by the Co-op Milat's blade. At the request of the Federation President Rocky and her counterpart Tarim, Starfleet agrees to a joint Starfleet Co-op Milat mission led by Captain Burnham and her mother, Gabriel, to capture Giovini. This was not the path I expected, but this is where I'm needed. I promised that as long as I was breathing, no further harm would come to them. The carvings on the wall suggest the Abronians traveled here while in cryosleep. And this planet that we're orbiting was meant to be their new home. And when they wake, I will make sure they claim it. The dilithium was necessary. Why? If they were supposed to be here, why move them? You know about the gravitational anomaly near this sector. Yes, we do. Without the dilithium, I wouldn't have been able to move the Ebronians to safety if it had come this way. If you had asked, we would have given you the dilithium. I did ask. Choose to live. Adam or Steve? Who's kicking us off? I never ask. I'm asking. I'll kick it off. Why not? I kind of feel like both these episodes are kind of um, in the same realm. Not they don't really to me. They don't really stand out. None. Neither of them stand out to me. I mean, it's not. I don't consider this either of them are bad episodes, but I kind of consider them just kind of average at best. And starting off with this one, I mean, it's it's interesting. You know, you get this little dynamic between Burnham and her mother again. Um, you know, they have to solve this. You know, they have to bring in this um, woman uh, who's Gabriella, who, the mother of Burnham. And for justice. And so we have this mission where they go out together and they're trying to see if they can, you know, capture this person. Um, Tilly comes along because Tilly's got her issues going on to figure out. I don't know. What would you call what were, what, what would Tilly's issue be? Is it melancholy? Is it just boredom? I don't know. I couldn't quite get a grasp of that. But um, so she's doing these different things to kind of make her make her feel right or feel better. So she's on this mission as well. She's and, a general um, malaise like Dr. Evil. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I can't go. Into, I mean, I don't really have much a lot to say about it. I wasn't really like blown away by it. It didn't seem like a very original story. Um, I mean, obviously the, I mean, the acting, the effects are cool, but yeah, it's kind of all I have to say about it right now. 
I don't know. I, I don't. I didn't dislike these episodes. To an extent, they do some of the stuff that I like to see. You know, just living in the universe and not saving it. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, they're kind of just. They're almost. Um, you know, they don't go too far into like what's going on with this anomaly. There was a funny line though. I think it. I think it's the president says to Burnham. This anomaly is the biggest threat we faced since the burn. <laughs> it's just like funny. It's like you mean the the burn like that we faced a few months ago in the last season. That's what. <laughs> uh, Steve, what are your first thoughts? Yeah, I like this. All right. I mean, what I you know what I what I do like is that they're kind of continuing the the overall feel of the way the episodes are paced and structured as we did in the first two. I mean, I think we in the first two we were kind of saying, oh, you know, this season started all right, but we, you know, skeptically, you know, because the seasons have always started out all right. But I, I, I like. I like the way they're the. I don't know. There's something about it that the structure of the episodes feel more like what I would ex, I, what I would like to see out of Trek in general. Like you have an. It's still an episode. It's not just so. Um, th- there's something to focus on that is specific to this episode, and it's not just uh, like five stories running concurrently for 13 episodes. You know, that's that's what gets tiresome. This there's those things going, there are those threads continuing, but this is the what they what they focus on here is only this episode. You know, is is only in this one at least thus far. And so I do like that. And and yeah, a lot it feels of these a little bit more like Star Trek. Yeah. 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 I like it. And I like some of the pairings they're doing. I mean, we've talked before. We like with like Colbert. I like seeing him and doing anything. I like, uh, you know, and I like how they're willing to, you know, let's see certain paired characters together that work. We know Saru, Tilly, but let's try out other things too. Let's, you know, have Colbert interacting uh, with Book or Book and Stamets or whatever. These these kinds of things. And so I enjoyed that. Um, some of the political stuff toward the end, it got a little contrived, I felt. Like they were, like, it, it, you know, it's like they're, they're getting a little too complicated for their own good or something with the apparent, um, you know, motivations of everybody and why this led to this and, that and so on and so forth. But um, overall, I like it. And it's got enough little, like, Trek nuggets to from canon and history to, to make it fun as well. So overall, I, I still think they're they're doing a pretty decent job here. Was there a new location, like a 10-4 type place that we've never seen before? The bar that kind of makes you feel like DS9's quirks a little bit? A little bit, yeah. It had yeah. that kind of design, but then there were those fireplaces in there, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We haven't seen that before, have no, we? No, I think it's new here. And they didn't even they didn't comment on it or no. anything? yeah. Like... <laughs> somebody like where the hell are we <laughs> <laughs> how do we get here how have yeah, I they, they should have of- said that it's kind of like the self-referential <laughs> stuff later on when they do a really contrived analogy and say that's a lot of analogies i'm glad they did that because otherwise i mean that's really stupid and then they just yeah. call it out you know yeah yeah it's more refits to the ship <laughs> <laughs> there will be no refit it it did yeah you're right it had that that design aesthetic of quirks or, or maybe the version of Quarks that was at Star Trek: The Experience. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what, it, that's what it felt like. It's really I mean, meta I, here. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was cool. It was just, it was just kind of weird to have mm-hmm. no. I remember when they 
added 10 forward to next gen like i think there was i think i read an article in entertainment weekly about it or something. right yeah, right it's just like out of nowhere oh where are we we're still on the discovery are we i, I think so I, I guess good to know they'll be still be playing darts at bars in a thousand years yeah yeah i don't i don't dis- disagree with you guys pacing on that and stuff like that it does feel like more encapsulated episodes and it feels a little more slowed down and you kind of catch your breath i think the reason i kind of come up with these i don't I wasn't particularly blown away by either episode because I kind of feel like um, I knew how it was going to end about five minutes into the episode. I didn't feel like the, none of the writing was that particularly, you know, interesting to me. The only thing I found interesting, cool, kind of cool about this episode was the generational ship. I, that would have been kind of cool to learn more about what's go, what was going on with that. But that's kind of why I give both of these episodes an average grade. Cause that I, ship was you know, uh didn't Burnham have the line, that's no moon, this is a space station? I think she yeah. had that line. They were kind of freaky looking. As soon as we saw them, I was like, oh, we're not going to see them moving around. Right. <laughs> they're not, they'd have to animate them. We're not, they're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff was cool. I, you know, I didn't really care about any of the non-regulars. Even Burnham's mom, who it's nice to see. And, and I like their relationship. There wasn't really interesting anything interesting with characters that weren't our primary characters, but that's okay. Tilly was hilarious as always. I moisturized my hands this morning. Sorry, <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. I mean, it doesn't sound like a. I can't imagine that line that line being said in any other Star Trek show. <laughs> so I, I'll give them credit, you know, for finding their own thing occasionally. Although, as we're going to discuss in the next episode, <laughs> they might be finding it right as she leaves the show maybe i don't know we'll discuss that in a minute i like the idea of this telepathic distress signal that's a new one do you guys find the what is it called kulat malat how do you say it uh kuat malat i think kuat malat do you find them interesting sometimes um i i thought um, I thought this was, they handled it pretty well here. I, I, the idea of it. I mean, sometimes it's, it's almost like a gag, you know, like it's comic relief having someone that just tells you how it is all the time. But then other times it's a very serious thing. And, but, but I think the issue with them is you can almost use them for anything. They kind of just manipulate them, the whole thing to work with whatever. It's like, well, she's on her, this is her lost cause. So that's, that's, that's a, that's an excuse you can use for anything. You can just plug someone into some story and, oh, well, her lost cause was this. And that's why she did these crazy things. Like they'll do anything for that. Or, you know, um, I don't, I, I think it's interesting. I don't think it's, I don't think it's overused so far if they don't like get crazy with it, but it's an interesting tie-in with you know Picard and so forth. The Starfleet officer was killed at the very beginning, and I and I I like that they don't make too light of that because that's the kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. say, if you went to the original series, the guy was wearing a red shirt. We we wouldn't have heard of, about him ever again. Yeah, it kind of happens in the next episode. <laughs> well, yeah, and so in the very next episode, even she's she's following up. She she wants to know what's going to happen to this person that we turned over because she killed a Starfleet officer. You know, she's not letting that go. I, I like that. You know, I think it should be a big deal. You know, that's not something you should get out of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they opened the episode with that. So they tainted, you know, she, you're never, you never feel, I never felt empathy for her ever. Right. I'm like, no, you freaking murdered a Starfleet officer. They didn't have to either. That's what, that was kind of, yeah, I kind of felt forced. You know, she kept saying, choose to live. I'm like, well, why don't you just choose to knock him out? And stuff? Yeah. You can <laughs> just hit him in the head through. really hard or something. Choose, right. choose to not kill him. Yeah. Choose to not kill today. <laughs> that would work. 
Well, no, Brian, I was referring to the um, one of the in the next episode, one of the um, cadets that gets killed. They just kind of leave him on the ship. I assume they went back and got him, but eh. you assume. What do we think about the storyline of um, Gray getting the new body and all that? Just last week, we were saying, I wonder if they're going to do that. And here we go. They did it. I think it's fine. I don't know. You know, I'm not enthused about it, nor do I, am I critical about it, I guess. Does that actor have a, a credit in the in the opening titles, the, the main, the mon? That actor is listed in, like, you know, the end credits. The end credits, okay. Yeah. So not, not, not considered a regular. Right. All right. Well, I mean, you would think they're clearly going to do something with that character if they went through the trouble to bring him back. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's um, you know, you know, the the, the things that they got going on there. You know, they're you know they're obviously talking about you know acceptance. Um, yeah, let's do what what's, what's this episode about? Episode about? Let me make it official. There you go. Okay. Well, I'm just kind of, well, I mean, just going into this piece, into this piece of the of of this episode, you know, it's, it's about acceptance and being who you are. I mean, that has relevance in t- today's society. They're, they're kind of hitting out on the nose with the, you know, with the transgender um, kind of no gender type thing, you know, that's kind of, that's what it feels like they're kind of going with there. They're kind of trying to talk to like what society's going on here today. Um, and, and I'm fine with that. I mean, you know, Star Trek um, didn't, they never really touched that subject um, in all, in any of the other, in any of the other series. So I'm fine with them kind of, you know, doing that here and maybe even kind of overdoing it, doing it a little bit. It'll be interesting to see where they, t- where they take these characters um, and, you know, what kind of stories they're going to try and what they're going to try and say in the future. Cause obviously I think they're going to do something with this character. Why would they have gone through all the trouble of, you know, you know, bring it back to life. Well, there's a well, really there's a, there's a couple, there's, there's several themes running through this episode. You know, you have the grief with book, um, you have um, what I was just talking about, you know, the becoming your own person, you know, being accepted as your own person. Um, there's the, <laughs> there's um, Burnham and her mother and, and, and that's going on there. It's like acceptance between mother and daughter. Can they really trust each other? Um, there's a little bit of that going on. So there's, I don't, it's, it's kind of hard to pin down. Like they're trying to, one thing that they're trying to say. In this Book episode, finds a little bit of peace after the mind meld and he gets right. to see that the child turned around and looked at him. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's yeah that issue of grief going on. And I mean, that's, we'll see, you know, that it's not done even in the next episode that he's still dealing with the grief. So, I mean, yeah, I think they got a lot of different things going on in this episode. I don't think they're trying to just pinpoint on one thing that they're saying. For me, it is hard to find, even though I like this fine, it is hard to find a through line to it. I mean, because it's, it seems to be focused on the Kuat Malat, the, uh, you know, what, what, that character was trying to do and bring you know bring her in and that whole thing but what that had to say in conjunction with the story for uh tall and uh, book and so forth i'm not sure it all ties together it's um there's a, there's a lot going on but i do like how they seem to have at least an a story and a b story and a c story in these you know structurally it didn't seem messy let's put it that way it seemed organized at least <laughs> All right, six degrees for choose to live. Just trivia type questions, pretty much. Uh, Adam, you did it right. So, name the series regular on Star Trek Picard that frequently says the Kuat Malat saying, "Choose to live." Um, looks like uh, somebody from the Lord of the Rings movies to me. 
I, I know. I mean, I have a picture of him. I don't know the character's name. It's been. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> I can't remember it either. I'll know when I hear it. Elnor. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Looks like an Elnor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elnor. All is Possible, Season 4, Episode 4. Original release date, December 9th, 2021. Directed by John Ottman, written by Alan McElroy and Eric J. Robbins. Guest cast include Ian Alexander as Gray Tall, David Cronenberg as Kovic, Chela Horsdahl as Lara Rillick, Tara Rosling as Tarina, Amanda Arkokurl as Bal Sasha, Seamus Patterson as Haral, Adrian Walters as Taz Gurev, Abba Blackwell as Ina, Orville Cummings as Christopher, David Benjamin Tomlinson as Linus, Patrick Hayes Farron, and Piotr Michael as Shuttle Computer. Discovery in orbit above Navarre, Captain Burnham reflects on the well being of her crew as the Dark Matter Anomaly, or DMA, continues to weigh heavily on their minds. Negotiations to bring Navarre, which had been a founding member of the Federation when it was still called Vulcan, back into interstellar coalition are nearing completion, and Burnham has been asked to attend. Lieutenant Tilly, Ensign Tal, welcome back to Starfleet Academy. Thank you, sir. It's an absolute honor. Uh, I honestly never thought I'd be asked to do anything like this. I was was the kid in class who was asked to stop talking. Uh, Front row, hand up, that's me. Ensign Tal. You'll be on Shuttlecraft 11. The other cadets are waiting there. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, sir. Sounds good. Cadet Cho. Thank you for letting me bring Adira along. Uh, Dr. Colbert thought it could be beneficial. They could use a little work in the team building department. It's a problem we're seeing with all of our Starfleet cadets. That's why I'm consulting. They may be the best their worlds have to offer, but they grew up isolated and disconnected. Many of them find it hard to function as a team with individuals they don't already know, especially those of species they've never encountered. But with the DMA, Starfleet needs personnel now more than ever, but if people can't even work together... Precisely. One might say that today's exercise is about the very future of Starfleet. All is possible. Did you guys notice that uh, David Cronenberg is in this episode? <laughs> Indeed. Was David Cronenberg in this episode? <laughs> yes. At the beginning, I, I wrote that down. And then at the end, I also wrote um, that David, uh, David Cronenberg is in the episode. <laughs> because he's got a scene there at the end where he asked Tilly if she wants to be an instructor. Yeah. He got Tilly to leave the show. I think so. Did he? Do we know? How do we not hear about it if know. she's leaving the show? I mean, it makes you think that because we didn't hear anything that it makes me th- like outside of the show, like production stuff. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that she's not really leaving the show and she's just going to be, yeah, we'll, we'll see some Doing stuff on, on at the Academy for a little bit or something, I guess, maybe, I don't know. She'll be back for the, the anomaly finale. I haven't seen any reports that she's off the show. Have you guys? No, I didn't look. I figured I'd wait to, for you to say something. I mean, I certainly haven't seen anything like that. We didn't hear anything about it. I didn't really take it as like she was leaving the show. She's like, I'm going to be on Starfleet here on this base. So it's Starfleet Academy's on this base that they're usually at anyway. And um, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't really kind of take it that she was leaving the show. If she was, it, it, it puzzles me because, I mean, I don't really get it. Because, it, I mean, they've had four years or they're in their fourth season. And it really feels like it's this, this show is her, Stamets, Burnham, 
and Saru. That's the show. I don't know. Maybe she just got a job for a little bit. It's just scheduling. But not when they were shooting this thing. It's also possible they're spinning off something, like some kind of Starfleet Academy thing in the thousand years in the future. Yes, that's possible. But that I feel like we would have heard about. Right. You know? But maybe they're testing it out this season to see how it plays. Steve, why don't you start us on this one? Well, if this is a test of the Starfleet Academy, then I'm kind of no thanks because that's the element. <laughs> <laughs> that's the element of this episode I wasn't too keen at. Well, yeah, it just it just felt so. We've seen this a million a times, million times, uh, yeah. um, Trek and otherwise, and all over the place. And it yeah. was just the same old crap. And it was still, and it was silly. It was very predictable, and the the writing felt poor, and it felt like everything was made into a bigger deal than it was, and. And then, well, then someone dies, but then it's just, okay, great. And then they move on. And then it's just more silliness. And, and the thing is, it's such a long episode. I wonder if you could take like, all that crap out and it probably would have been fine. You just take the whole mess out. I, I like the idea of doing sure. something with, with Tilly finding her place as an instructor yeah. kind of thing, teaching and, and for her to go over there and do something. But it's just that what they actually did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean that we really have seen that a million times. I mean, I felt like. I'm sure that's not the case, but it felt like a different person wrote those scenes versus the mm-hmm. the Navarre stuff. And the person that wrote those Academy shuttle crashing and um, we got to work together things, it felt like that person hasn't watched Star Trek for the last 50 years. <laughs> yeah. you, would th- you would think at this point, a thousand years in the future, they would learn to land on top of mountains. Just, just land on top of a mat. Don't don't bother the yeah. valley or the desert. We're just, just going to climb up the darn thing to make it. A- just climb the mountain, just yeah. so the the communicator will work. Yep. Uh, yeah, it'd be like okay, the ship's going down. Uh, Beam the, the communication device to the top of the mountain, and <laughs> then yeah, you crash. At some point, maybe you just assume you're going to crash. Right. Right. Yeah, but it's pre-planet. <laughs> we set the probe on ahead. There's yeah. <laughs> the top of every mountain on this planet. <laughs> communication and food but god that that was really annoying yeah. anyway um i like the navarre stuff i like the uh, colber stuff book stuff um all the other things i liked in this episode i just really didn't like all that and it felt like it was a setup for something like we're gonna do this thing like oh my god tilly leaving it just felt kind of that felt contrived and they felt like it did it in a, a poor way to it, it wasn't interesting. I don't think. It, it, I don't even think it was necessary. I don't think she. They, they had to put her through all that. You know, they could have just been like, you know, we're thinking about how we need some teachers. You want to teach? And then she could have just thought about yeah, it. There could have been yeah, something much smaller than that. Yeah, to bring her to that. She didn't need to be almost eaten by a. a what was that? A hand? I don't know. Like a hand creature? It just looked like a hand in a glove. A glowy hand. The scene that made <laughs> me ice creatures. Think that she could really be leaving the show more than any other was that goodbye scene between her and Burnham in Tilly's quarters. Mm, right. You know, everything else was quick and short enough that it could have been nothing, but not. I mean, that scene that had some meat. That scene, so right. You know. At the very least, they could like keep them separate, I guess, for the rest of the season, you know, or something. Now, but, I agree with you that if that's what the Academy show, if there was going to be an Academy show, and if that's what it was, I would not be interested. I will give you one caveat to that, though. David Cronenberg was in every episode. Mm. I would watch those. If he was yeah. a featured cast member. Yeah, he's like kind of the he's like the principal. Like it's the high school. And he's, <laughs> yeah. You know that would work. Come and see me in my office. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is is David Cronenberg in this episode? I believe I saw him. Okay, I was uh, making sure. At least once. Another new scene. By the by the way, just side comment. 
holy moly, we have never seen anybody's quarters be as big. Like Burnham's, at least, like her quarters, they're bigger than any quarters we've ever seen in the history of Star Trek. And in my brain, I'm like, well, I guess she's the captain. You would think the captain would have bigger quarters. Now, this ship was not designed or built a thousand years from now, but maybe mm-hmm. they knocked down some walls or something yeah, it's and decided to give the captain refit. bigger quarters, maybe. I'll give you that. But then when we see Culber, is that Culber's like therapy office? Which, by the way, this is a new thing. We just in the last episode in this one, like Culber is a therapist now, Mm -hmm. which is fine. He's got the bedside manner for it. I didn't know he had the training, but okay. I love him. So I'll take more of him, even if he's doing a new job. But those do not look like therapy offices. That looked like his quarters. And that would, those are, those quarters were huge. Whether they were therapy offices or his quarters, they were bigger than any <laughs> therapy offices or quarters that we've ever seen in the history of Star Trek. Well, maybe they can get by with less people running the ship in general. You know how we determined only like whatever, a dozen or 20 at most came along for this future mm. ride or whatever. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of like if you need less people, we can just expand out everybody's quarters. Zora is well, what, 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 all, what about Zola. all the hollow Zora, space? So. Hey, so I'm confused. So, I t- so are you talking about the scene with her and Book in the bed? Is that, are you talking about, is that? Yeah, as, but there's, a, there's like, there's a couple of wide shots, like a couch down in front of the bed so, or something. And I took that as being, them being on Bookship. I thought they were, I thought was she on was. on Bookship? Oh. I, are they I, like, I, does she sleep in books? I, that's books? what I thought. I thought, I thought they were on Bookship. Okay, well, definitely Culber isn't. And that room had they had a, new, a very similar design aesthetic to. But I think he was. Those other quarters. He was giving, I think that was Bookship too. What? Both. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's why I took both. I mean, I'm not saying I'm right, but I took both those scenes as being on book ship. Listeners, I would love it if you somebody would email us and correct us. One way those scenes, like I said, I'm not- the scene with book and with with, with Culber giving a therapy session to book, and also he's got one with Tilly, right? Was, yeah, the one with Tilly that? though was, that was that like ship? No, that was like in a more office setting. They were sitting in chairs. Wasn't that that wasn't the same room as the book thing? No, because Steve, help. I, I I mean, I took them as being in the same place. I mean, I, I did, could be I wrong with the with the the Tilly and the book conversations. Yeah, I thought it was, okay. and that that would mean that that Culper is giving his therapy sessions on book ship, even for other people besides book. That seems unlikely. But this is true. But I'm not entirely ruling out what you're saying. I just hadn't thought of this before. I think I'm so. Let me put it this way: I think I'm right about um, Burnham and Book shacking up on his ship, but you're probably right about um, Doctor Culber's. Okay, well, in that case, they both have the same um, in, interior decorator. Yes, and they're both ludicrously large. I mean that that room was as big as the 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 mess hall. <laughs> it really was, right? It's crazy. It's, I'm not. Isn't I'm not. This isn't like a complaint or something like that. I'm just. I'm just. Uh... Poor, poor Saru's in this little, you know, um, greenhouse. <laughs> well, it's, the plants make it look. Uh, right. Make it look a lot, than it a lot really smaller. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we didn't talk about that in the previous episode. And, and, and Tilly has to share rooms with somebody. I really read something into that when Tilly is like, Saru, I want to water your plants. <laughs> I guess that was just me. No more bourbon before you watch. <laughs> you got any other thoughts on this one, Adam? What are your your first thoughts? We haven't gotten to those. Uh, my first thought, I mean, I pretty much, I think I'm kind of agreed. Yeah, the the whole scene with Tilly on the ice moon was, you know, was fun. 
<laughs> I agree with you guys on that one. Um, yeah, we're, we're I, I can't even get my third sort of thoughts anymore. We're about how far we into yeah, this eleven minutes in. Yeah, I do think the the really bad the one of the worst parts um, on the uh, the the cadets is when everything stops to have a speech, and and you you see this stuff a lot. But I mean, really, they just like everything. You know, they're they're waiting to get killed, and the action just stops while they argue about something oh, for when they're, what feels like two not minutes. When they're, on the ship or when they're at their destination when they're halfway there yeah they still yeah. have an argument when yeah. they're like uh, we are the smorgasbord right now mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when they stop and have a conversation right <laughs> i mean i don't even do that having a conversation with my wife walking from one store to another at a strip mall <laughs> i mean i'm like let, let's just finish this when we get yeah, there i mean yeah. let alone if it's i'm cold out here yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> not not like we could get killed any moment you know you know <laughs> So, so can one of you two explain what happened to Tall? Like a lightning struck, and then that made the ice grow on her feet. I didn't quite understand sure. how she got trapped in that ice. I didn't understand that ice quicksand. What that? Whole thing I wondered was about. if it was maybe. Remember the when they first arrived, uh, the beginning of season three, and the ship got like there was the growing ice that went to come over the ship. I thought it might have been something similar to that. I don't know. But wouldn't that have been all around? Yeah. Because wasn't that because it was getting cold at night? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, know, I, was, I was confused. I was confused by that. I was like, how, why is the ice enveloping her and not everybody else? Them. Enveloping them. But yeah, that was just one, one additional element that's dumb in that whole dumb part. So, yeah. But like always, we only find those things when you have dumb stuff going on. All right, well, let's talk about the not dumb stuff. Let's talk about yeah, the yeah. Navarre. So a lot of politically stuff here. I've said it before, but I really like, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but the president of Navarre. What's her name? The character. I really like that character. I like that actress. I think the little thing she's got going on with Saru is awesome. That's fun, yeah. Well, she's going to be jealous of Terena? Tilly watering his plants. Terena? Is that is that how you pronounce it, Steve? Terena? So. T-R-I-N-A? No. Might be Terena. Terena, okay. okay. The Federation president is okay. She has her moments, um, but I really like the Navarre president. We get to see Burnham and Saru kind of working together, doing politic kind of stuff, and uh, we talked many times about their, they have really good chemistry, Doug and Sinequa. They have really good chemistry, and uh, I like their characters, and I like when they work together. And seeing them work together on something that isn't, if we fail, the ship's going to blow up. It's nice, and it was interesting to me. Uh, every time we were in those scenes, I, I enjoyed it. You know what it kind of re- slightly reminded me of? What's the next-gen episode where Picard serves as Worf's... Is it, was that Sins of the Father? When he's like his lawyer advocate or whatever, that one. You know, it had it had that kind of a feel. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like that. So I like those bits. I wish that they didn't, you know, every time they cut to the Academy stuff, and it was not as interesting. But when they were on this, I, I liked it. You know, but we haven't, and we haven't really talked about it, I guess, because we, we must have disliked the Academy more than we liked the Navars. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. But I did like that too. I liked it as well. I, I like, in general, I like Saru and Burnham's dynamic in this season so far, how they're interacting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was especially interesting. Do people that live on Navarre call themselves Vulcans? It sure seemed like it. I mean, I know it used to be Vulcan, but you would think after they decided that's no longer the name of their planet, they wouldn't be Vulcans anymore. They would be Navarans. Right. Well, I would think they would split it up. You would still have the Romulans. So 
Because if they're calling themselves Vulcans, are the other ones calling themselves Romulans? I mean, that's the question, I guess. Oh, yeah. You're right. I forgot the Romulans were there. Eh, just a little thing. I don't. I didn't remember them consciously talking about Vulcans. Hmm. Prior, like Vulcans talking about Vulcans prior to this episode. Maybe they did, but in this episode, some some of them talked about mm-hmm. Vulcans. And then there was a scene with David Cronenberg that I liked. He doesn't really have to say anything. If you put David Cronenberg in your show, hmm. I would probably watch it, even if he. Maybe they could just like float his head around during yep. the Academy ice parts, and I would watch. Would... That would be better. <laughs> Extra star. What is this episode about? Well, when you talk about the stuff on Navarre, it's about um, it's about overcoming distrust to build something greater. So you know, them coming together to reform the Federation, it just trust. Uh, that's what I kind of took a lot of it from the trust. Um, and Can then you, you have Tilt tie, um, tie that into the book and Culver. Yeah, that could be tied into Book and Culver. There's there seems to be like a relationship building there that there you see Culver. So it's interesting, you know, it's been a couple seasons now since Culver has been, you know, brought back to life. And, you know, in season three, it was a few episodes in and he really kind of came back to normal. And then they haven't really kind of gone back to that. Now it seems like there's a, a little, it's all at the end of this episode when Book asked him if he wanted to talk, there's this little crack that like maybe he still has some unresolved issues. Maybe it's about his death, who knows? So it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. I don't know that maybe that doesn't have anything to do with what this episode's about, but you, you mentioned trust and that's the, you see that there's a relationship forming between those two characters and it's, and it's got to be built on trust so they can talk to each other. And then, um, I don't know, saying goodbye. That's what Tilly is. We'll see, you know, question mark. Yeah. I think the, the nature of compromise and, and, uh, really coming together, there's gotta be some cracks in the armor. You know, there's gotta be some vulnerabilities showing and what is it that people want and need and, you know that takes time and and building building relationship building trust and i think that's true of both the book colber parts and the uh, parts on navarre and then yeah the all the other the tilly and the starfleet stuff was just kind of crap thrown in there all right nobody has anything uh steve six degrees is another trivia question we discover in this episode that kovich is kovich i don't think they've said his name before uh, and also that he's a doctor, Dr. Kovic. Name the actor that plays Dr. Kovic. Hmm. Would it be uh, David Cronenberg? First try. Look at that. You noticed <laughs> he was in it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's actually worth an extra point. That's worth two points. So you win two to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, yeah, we're moving right along. Four episodes down. So we're going to be back. We, we're pretty sure we're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes. It is the week before Christmas and New Year's, but uh, it sure seems like they're not stopping the airings of this show. So we believe we can keep going. So we're probably not going to do our usual annual holiday episode. We're just going to keep going with this, I think. We might spend 10 minutes or something on the next episode being holiday-y. Uh, but basically, I think we're just going to keep on trucking. The viewers out there can't see you, Brian. You're very holiday right now. Yes. I have my Santa hat on. But you know what? If any of our listeners, if there's anything you wanted to, uh, any notes you wanted to send us uh, about the year or the holidays, you feel free. If anything you want us to talk about, let, let me know. Maybe we'll do something. Well, they, de- they definitely need to answer our questions on the quarters. Whose quarters? Who's sleeping yeah, right. where? Please, please confirm that I am right and that Adam is wrong. We're going to get <laughs> dozens if you're not of gonna emails do that, on this. Yes. If you're not going to do that, then there's no rush. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thank you for spending an hour with us. And uh, 
you can send us an email, trekcompanion at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at trekcompanion. And until next time, take it easy. Bye, guys. See ya. I passed it.